Scanning Part 5, or The Game from Hell. Danny is the home team coach. I resolved to remain absolutely calm, no matter how much shit this under-19 matchup propelled in my direction. By the end of the afternoon, I am indeed in feckle heaven. The away coach tells me that when the two teams met earlier this season, Danny hounded and intimidated the young referee throughout the game. So I gather all four coaches in the centre circle to remind them of the punishment process for irresponsible behaviour. First warning, then the second and final warning, followed by dismissal. They all nod, except for Danny. Did you get that, Danny? He gives a token gesture of the head, but I can't read his expression. He's wearing reflective sunglasses to go with his hipster beard, giving off the usual air of I don't give a fuck. Neither do the teams who go at each other right from the off. There are obviously numerous scores waiting to be settled from the first game. Although, compared with what's to come in the second half, the first 45 minutes are an absolute chill zone. There are two yellow cards for each team, all for foul play. Danny shows up way outside of his technical zone, moaning and gesticulating about an offside decision. First warning. He should have received a second warning a few minutes later for screaming at the opposition's number 10, who just committed a foul that I'd immediately called. The home team takes a quick free kick, though, and I leave it. I can only guess what the two teams talk about at half-time. We're not kicking and fouling enough. I told you to play ugly, and right now it's just vaguely unattractive. Come on, what's wrong with you? Get out there and show me what a nasty bunch of fucking pricks you really are. If that's the speech, then it works. In the first 15 minutes of the second half, there are five yellow cards and two five-minute time penalties. Meanwhile, a crowd has gathered, as it always does at this ground, consisting mainly of teenage boys who are either looking to watch a fight or, failing that, to start one. In the 63rd minute, with a score at 3-3, Danny makes his stand, enraged about a challenge against one of his players that I've already whistled. A challenge no more or less iniquitous than any other on this sticky, tense afternoon. I indicate his second and final warning. This causes him to yell at me some more, so I order him off. Danny then does what he did the first time I sent him off a few years back. He goes and stands behind the barrier, one yard back from where he's been all game, insisting that this is his right and that he's now, quote, a spectator. And just like last time, I tell him to leave the ground or I will suspend the game. This time, however, there's no club official to escort him away. That team threw him out years ago. He refuses to move, so I blow the whistle and start to walk towards the changing room. I'm immediately surrounded by very emotional home players, and then all kinds of spectators who have an opinion as well. For 25 minutes, I stick to my stance. When Danny leaves the ground, the game will resume. As well as being head coach, Danny is listed on the team sheet as being responsible for order on the day, and that means there is not, and there never was, anyone present who's actually in charge. I stand there like a cop and play judge, jury and executioner too. Can't he stand back 20 yards from the field? No. What if someone stands next to him and keeps an eye on him? No. But in the Bundesliga, the coach gets sent to the stand and watches the game from there. This is not the Bundesliga, and there is no stand. Besides, I know him. He won't stay where he's told. Danny finally leaves, and not before telling me what a shit ref I am. 
I gather the players and tell them all that the game's a disgrace and has nothing to do with football. Perhaps they could play the last 27 minutes without seriously hurting anyone. After the restart, it's quieter, but still plagued by fouls. In the last minute, a home player headbutts an opponent in the stomach as they're both getting up off the ground following what feels like the 1,000th foul of the day. He goes without complaint after seeing the red card. At the final whistle, it ends 4-5, but that seems almost irrelevant. There's the obligatory mass brawl involving both teams, lots of screaming and shoving, and several of the aforementioned young fans. I stand and observe it until some adults from the away team intervene and everyone finally clears the field, two and a half hours after kickoff. Now Danny's back from exile. Oh, joy. Every time you reference, it's the same shit, he says. I ignore him. In fact, by accident, he's spoken the truth, even though I know that's not how he means it. The home team's assistant coach refuses to pay me, quote, because you sent our trainer off. He's a fellow referee. I say nothing in response. Then one of his players knocks on my changing room door and asks me if it's true I haven't been paid. I confirm that's the case. He lays a two-cent coin down on the table, then leaves. I get changed, go home, and, for once, after such a game, manage not to sink into an immediate state of melancholy. I don't feel at all unhappy with the way I ran the game, given the circumstances. Mrs. Ref asks me if I'm okay. I tell her that I feel fine. Then why are you shaking? Probably because I need a beer. On Sunday morning, I wake up early and spend three hours writing up the disciplinary report. I round it off by wondering why I spend so much time composing these meticulous reports. Yet trainers like Danny continue to stride the touchlines, and the standard of sportsmanship out on the field continues to stink like a sewage pipe blocked with the rotting corpses of a dozen syphilitic spunks. Spunks? No! I don't believe it! Skunks! <laughs> Final score, 4-5. 12 yellow cards, 2 time penalties, 2 red cards. <laughs>